0: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to now episode seven of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host.
1: What a do, what a do. This is Jalen Prince.
0: All right, guys. So we're going to get the show started off. Uh, We want to first say a few things. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers go out to Marion Barber and Jeff Gladney's families. That's a huge loss for the sporting world. I mean, as someone who grew up, you know, watching Marion Barber, I mean, that dude was always a fun electric player to watch and he will absolutely be missed. Um, and Jeff Gladden it was way too young. So our thoughts and prayers go out to their family.
1: Yeah, thoughts and prayers goes to the family. It's just like, it's always sad to see, not just athletes, but human beings lose their lives. And it um, doesn't matter what the way is, you never want somebody to like lose their life. Now, of course, like we learn in life that is it is part of life. Um, So the only thing you could do is, you know, just cherish the moments that you have with your family and not dwell on the things that you can't control because you never know when you're going to see, uh, see the people that you love ever again. So, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to the family and just hope they'll be, um, be able to make it through.
0: I'm with you, man. Well,
1: let's actually, let's, let's keep it around
0: football. Let's actually go into some big retirement news that actually happened with the NFL this year. Uh not this year, this past week. Frank Gore officially retired as a 49er, which, I mean, I I always like to see stuff like that. I love seeing the teams that drafted the player give them just a one-day contract to, you know, re-sign with the team just so they can retire with the team that drafted. I mean, I think it's a cool little gesture. And, I mean, Frank Gore was a fun dude to watch. I mean, I'm shocked that he was still playing, honestly. But, I mean, he's been running forever, and I'm, you know, sad to see him go.
1: Frank Gore finished his career... With 1,600 yards rushing. I think he's in the top three all time. You mean 16,000? 16,000, my bad. Yeah, 16,000 yards. He's third all time. He's top five all time with, get this, Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson. Frank Gore is in that caliber. So the quick thought is, like, He's had, he got the yardage. He's played for over 15, he's played for over 15 years. He's only played with five teams. So he's not like one of them guys that constantly go, he's not like Fitzpatrick or like going from team to team. He's and like, there and also within his career, there was a time period where he was a top, he was one of the best running backs in football, especially during the time when he was at San Francisco. So to me, I believe he's a hall of famer. But the better question is cuz this has been a debate that's been going on for a while. Is Frank Gore a first ballot Hall of Famer?
0: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, if if you're where you're standing on the NFL career rushing list, I mean, like you said he's third. If you're third on the career rushing list, almost everybody else is in the Hall of Fame. That it, it almost everybody else in the top 10 is in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I mean, the only one who isn't is Adrian Peterson, just cuz I don't think he's been retired long enough, but Emmitt Walter, Barry Sanders, um Fairly certain is in the Hall of Fame. Um, Curtis Martin, I think, is in the Hall of Fame. LT's in the Hall of Fame. Jerome yep. Bettis is in the Hall of Fame. Eric yep. Dickerson's in the Hall of Fame. Tony yep. Dorsett's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. So everybody else in the top ten, So you people ahead of you and behind you. So, and, oh, and, the,
1: and the great Jim Brown.
0: Yes, sir. Marshall Fault, Edgar and James. I mean, Franco Harris. You, the, list Fred goes Taylor.
1: On, the, the list goes on and on.
0: Fred Taylor's not in the Hall, but he needs to be. But I, I won't get on my soapbox for that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but like overall, Frank Gore, Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. But definitely first ballot, and I can't wait to see. Um, I can't wait to see him in Canton.
0: I'm with you on that. Well, you mentioned earlier uh, Fitz Magic, so we want to give a shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. I but before we do, b-
1: before we do that, um, big congratulations and one heck of a career to uh, Alex Mack. Yes, sir. Former center of the Cleveland Browns, the Atlanta Falcons, and the San Francisco 49ers. He's called it a career. Um, I think like offensive line outside of left tackle is possibly one of the hardest. It's po- possibly one of the hardest positions to judge a Hall of Famer at.
0: It's a thankless position, too.
1: But but when you think about offensive linemen now you you see tyron i think you see tyron smith i think he's a hall of uh, i think he like you can see him as a hall of famer zach martin you can see him as a future hall of famer um trying to think. trent williams you could possibly see him there's a lot there's a lot of guys at elite talent that have done it for a long period of time and that's consistent quentin quentin nelson he's gonna he's gonna be one down the road so like and I and when I think about a guy like Alex Mack, Joe, we already know Joe Thomas is the first battle hall of famer when his time when his time comes. He's gonna get that knock. I feel like Alex Smith should be there as well.
0: Yeah, I mean I agree. Uh, Alex I really... Mack,
1: Alex Mack, Alex, Alex Mack. Mack, Alex Mack, Alex <laughs> Mack. But um oh but like I digress. Um congratulations to a wonderful career. I think one of my favorite memories with Alex Mack has to be when he was with the Falcons because he was the key he was the key free agent piece for them to be able to get to the Super Bowl at that time. And so, like, you know, one a wonderful career with him. Now we can get to Fitz.
0: Let's get to Fitz magic, man. And, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who is, like, the the, the definition of a journeyman and has just been a joy everywhere he's been and has somehow found a way to win. I mean, everything he's done. I mean, it's – he's just done so much for so many teams.
1: And he's helped so many coaches keep their jobs. Um I remember there was a time. So this ain't this isn't my favorite Fitzy um Fitzie moment. Okay, I got two. Number one is the outfit that he had when he's with the pat when he's with um
0: when he, he put on Deshaun Jackson's
1: clothes. I think so. <laughs> he had the chest. He had the chest hair poking the out. The
0: chain. The chain. The, the glasses. The beard, the,
1: the beard was shaped and trim right. I'm like that's Fitz magic. That's the epitome of Fitz magic so that's that that's my one but here's the number two throughout the whole story and he was with when he was in Miami throughout the whole story of that team it was more so yeah, when is two gonna play when's two gonna play when it's two gonna, gonna play because it was he just got into the league and he was still recovering from hit um, from hit surgery so it was like two will start the game there was a point where two will start the game. And Fitzy would come in the close. They did it like baseball. They did it a little bit like baseball, where you got to start the pitcher and you got to close it. And then you got the close at that. Now, in football, that's frowned upon. That ain't a good thing. Unless it's by injury. Yep. I'll never forget what he did in Las Vegas, where a man literally had him by the face mask. And he threw a dot. And he threw a dot. Up in the air, prayer. Uh, like, up in the air, prayer throw. I forgot who it was, but open the open air prayer throw and Atlanta and they won the game. And I'm like, yeah, that's Fitz magic. Now, of course, Fitz is never perfect. He's had we've seen Fitz magic and we've seen a lot of Fitz tragic, especially during those days during Tampa Bay. But at the same time, what a wonderful career. What a wonderful journeyman. And he's definitely going to be missed. And I'm going to be honest with you, I won't be surprised if we do see him back.
0: They're talking about him potentially starting a career with Amazon as one of the broadcasters. I think it'll work. I 100% think it'll work. I'm trying to pull up the video right now to see who we that, too. If you go back and look at it, I think my favorite thing about this is he's looking back to the ref and grabbing his face mask. Like, yeah, you saw that, right? Like, it's the guy. I mean, that's easy. One of my favorite moments from Fitz Magic. I just yep. Some of the things he's done is, are just fantastic. So he holds a bunch of records with different teams and everything, but he's actually got a couple little interesting records that nobody really talks about. So he's actually holds a NFL record for the most consecutive games of 400 passing yards, which is three, which we all remember that year where that's where Fitz Magic happened. He was just on fire. You couldn't stop him. It came out of nowhere. And most career touchdown passes by an Ivy League graduate with 223. Yep. So, I mean – Incredible career, man. I mean, we we love Fitz magic. We we love what he's done and we love what he's able to do. I mean, he ends his career with 34,990 total passing yards, 223 th- er, TDs, 169 interceptions, and 166 games played with an all-time record of 59, 87, and one as a starter. So we appreciate you, Fitz. Um, I'm with you though, Jalen. I think my favorite moment was uh probably the Deshaun Jackson thing. That or there was a um when he was in Miami. I think it was, oh, I don't know what it was, but he comes out into a practice wearing just like cut-off shorts, but they were like football pants, but they were cut-off yeah. shorts, and he's doing stretches with that. Just the, You want to talk about a guy who just had just swagger? That ju- and he which, had it. He had it, and it was weird for him to have it, but he rocked it, man. So, I mean, we love Fitz. We wish him nothing but the best for retirement. We hope we see him in the press box or something soon or coaching or something. I mean, the amount of guys he, he's played with, the amount of guys he's helped coach and you know just help progress their careers. Yeah, help
1: help mentor, help and stuff. It's think
0: how many teams was he on, man? It was like St. Louis, uh Bengals, Bills, Titans, Texans, Jets, Buccaneers, Dolphins and Washington. So he had nine yep. teams he played with. Yep. So I mean that that's good for you, man. Congrats. He needed
1: he, uh, he needed let's see. That he what, nine teams Nine teams if he could have played if he could have played twenty three more years
0: <laughs> even, if,
1: even if he would have played with Brady or rogers like you played sixty two huh?
0: he would have played at sixty two
1: I mean, we're seeing what Brady's doing. Now, not everybody's telling Brady, but the way the NFL is going, like the trend, uh, trending rate and the way the rules are like set to protect players, primarily quarterbacks. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Bro, let's start a petition, man. Let's give Fitzpatrick a bunch of one-day contracts so we can go on the rest of the teams.
1: No, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the same. He gotta play at least one game.
0: He gets one game. He he gets the first drive with every team. Just so he can play on every single team, I think it'd be awesome.
1: Uh, it would, but I, I, I like, I just let's let, let's move on. Love you, Fitzy. Let's
0: he take on. it in two. He take it in two years, man. I think. It, yeah, let's do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love, love you, Fitzy. We, we love you, on. Fitz,
0: man. All right, well, let's keep it on football uh, for a little bit longer. Uh, Madden. So, everybody, for, for those who don't know, um, Madden has been a point of contention with the football community uh for a while and it because it's they're accused of just regenerating the same game over and over and over again and, and i mean it, that's not a, a false claim by any means so however there's no reason for them to improve because we all keep buying this <laughs> it's like and i'm gonna buy it again but what they're i uh, i just i i I know I'm lighting money on fire when I buy this game because there's very little changes. I know um the most recent one it crashed all the time that was never fixed. It just randomly crashed. So it's just it it Madden needs to leave EA, man. That's my thoughts. Go back to 2K. That 2K football game was
1: nuts. 2K5 like 2K5, I remember. 2
0: That was nuts. You had first
1: person passing ESPN, that was insane. ESPN had I remember Here's my favorite memory from that uh, from that two K football video game. It was always the halftime show with Bur- with, with Boomer. <laughs> yes, that, that was, was that's fun, what yeah. kept me going. And it had and it, once you scored a touchdown, they played the same song. But like it, when you're a kid, we are talking like the old Xbox. We talking about Xbox. We talking about the real Xbox One. Yeah, we are talking about the big black box like that was shaped like an X.
0: The original PlayStation. The
1: original. <laughs>
0: You turn so, it on, that weird noise, and I—everybody who played the original PlayStation can hear that
1: noise right now. Yeah, funny. <laughs> okay, so funny story. So when my when my aunt like when when I was kid when I was a kid, uh, I want to say I was at least about seven, eight years old. My brother was around six, on um, six and seven. So my brother got an Xbox, and when we used to play at a, both, like his mom's house and our grandparents' house. We will always play the same team by default. By default, it was uh the it was the San Francisco 49ers and um, oh god help me help me help me help me help me. Uh, it was the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. As a kid, we didn't know how to change teams. Every time we would always click the analog sticks left and right, up and down, and use the and like even like clicking like the directional buttons. We could never change teams. So we kept going back and forth. Playing as the as the Niners and the Eagles, I want to say it took us three months to figure out how to change and play with different teams. It <laughs> took us three months just to put, just to click the right trigger. Once we once we once we pull it plus that by accident press that by accident, it was like oh my god we figured this out yeah we figured it out. So that was one of my story. That was one of my favorite memories from um from like that two, um, from that 2k game and it was one heck of a trend back then that game was fu- i mean that game was
0: fun i remember I, I think the first madden game or football game i ever played was on the gamecube with madden 2002. Do you ever play that one
1: nope because like to me uh the best game systems for sports will always be either xbox or playstation anything anything don't like anything outside of like fighting or animated or Nintendo or like a cartoonish
0: Nintendo, like, had, it, video a stake. Nintendo yeah. had a stake until they went to the Wii cuz that Madden game for the Wii was
1: awful. Oh, it it was awful. You couldn't even <laughs> play with it. Now that this was thing. so bad. Now you we got to give we got to give respect and credit to the Wii for Wii sports. Yeah, now I will give you that. Cuz like that, that 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 solved a lot of beef back then.
0: It really did.
1: Like whether it's bowling, whether it's baseball, like to the point it got serious to whether, like people like had the Wii controller and they would tape it to a baseball bat just to get realistic play.
0: Bro, the Wii was iconic too because you have people who would just all the videos that went on YouTube or yeah. Vine or any of it were just people throwing the remotes into the TV because they just let go.
1: Yeah, then they had online matches about like tennis and like tennis matches. I remember there was one old there was one old Terry Crews uh tv show that like ice cube produced it was are we De- are we there yet and yep. it had like and it had like little kit Ke- and it had little kevin doing an online match going against like uh uh nicks or uh, like nick's best friend he didn't know they was going against one another but nick's best friend he's a grown he's a grown behind man and he he and he decked out all in like looking like uh, like roger federer and like uh looking like roger federer he had the wristbands he had the headband he had the short shorts. And everything now, Kevin One <laughs> and that Kevin One. I'm like, it was that serious when it, it comes is. to when it comes to Wii sports, it was that serious at that time. But we don't want to get off track, we're just like literally humor on that. We yeah, don't want to get let's off. Let's get track. back to Madden so Sorry. We'll with the back. bad thing. It was on, on it was an honor of the late great John Madden who passed away last December, last December 28th of 2021. And we basically once we knew that he passed, we 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 like we admired and we celebrated the life and who he was but what did he but like what he brought to the game of football he was a tremendous coach he was a tremendous broadcaster and like he was just a a tremendous philanthropist for the game of football he helped kids learn the game like if you didn't understand football and if you didn't know how to teach football basically Anything John Madden did to be able to like help people understand football, just go ahead and give him a tape of John Madden. He'll explain it to you better than I could. But that's what he did. So like, it's been a long, it's been a long-lasting game. It's had its ups and downs, but Madden will forever be Madden, Madden will forever be that game, unless like EA like changes his rights on not EA, unless the NFL changes his rights. With EA and decide to move on but like no matter how many times we're gonna complain about it No matter how many times we're gonna wish it to be better. No matter how many ideas we throw in to try to make the game better Man's forever gonna mass forever gonna be that game and we're forever gonna keep getting that game So that's along with that now the thing that's been going on with me For a long time. I'm I'm sports superstitious I have strong sports superstitions for me If I pick a team, if any seven-game series, whether it's basketball or baseball, any seven-game series, and there's a team that I want to win, every odd number game, I'm not home watching the game. Every even number game, I'm home watching the game. That's one of my my things.
0: I do want to say one thing real quick. Madden can leave EA after 2026. So we got at least three more years at Madden. Or at least four more years of Madden with uh, well, just, EA.
1: Well, well, just take care of our health. That's the main thing. But
0: Sorry.
1: the biggest trends in years has always been the man curse. That's one of the superstitions in life that I for, that I forever believe in. A lot of people want to believe that the Madden curse is not real. Let me let me go ahead and let's go ahead and talk uh, talk about something. So in life we try to think logically and realistically is more and realistically a lot of people and that could be right it's better to think logically but also what uh, the things that we learn in life there are some things in life we cannot explain say like you're like you have a religion whatever religion it is if you think logically you're going to question that there are some things in life you just need to go ahead and leave alone let be rather than question everything. There are certain things on that one. The same thing goes with Madden curse. Whether you believe it or not, it is there. And it's a long line. Now, in the early years of it, it's been about injuries. If you're on the cover of Madden, a a lot of injury problems. It's gotten more advanced with the years because from what i seen with the man curse the man curse affects any team's level of success to win a super bowl because the ultimate goal of every nfl team is to win a super bowl because if you're not trying to win a super bowl what the heck are you even doing so and i'm looking and i'm like i'm looking down the list of man curse i'm not gonna go too deep into it but we are gonna we are gonna go we are gonna go there so i'm gonna start from
0: we can go back to two thousand one if you want to. I got the not list of go, everything.
1: Not, okay, yeah, I do too. Uh, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do. All right, fine. Two thousand one, two thousand one. That was on the cover. Of Eddie George. I pretty much I could pretty much link it there, but let's see. <laughs> Eddie George was arguably the best running back in in, uh, in football when he was. And this was on, and this is on FanDuel.com. Eddie George was, pro- was arguably the best running back in football when he was on the cover of Madden in uh, 2001. While he didn't suffer as instant of a fate as some others on this list, George fumbled the ball from a strip by Ray Lewis in uh, the playoffs against the Baltimore Ravens that year, which, ultimately, uh, which was ultimately a big part of the Tennessee Titans being eliminated in that game. The following year, the injuries began for George, until he retired after 2004. Madden Two, Dante Culpepper. Culpepper was the leader of one of the NFL's most exciting, prolific offenses with Randy Moss and Chris Carter. He was a rising star in the NFL, and it and it landed him on Madden uh, on the cover of Madden O2. The year prior, Culpepper had the Minnesota Vikings sitting 11 and uh, sitting 11 and five with 33 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Once on the cover of Madden, when it was released in September of 2001, Cole Pepper took a huge step back in production, throwing 14, uh, 14 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, being, and before leading the Vikings to a 4-7 record and suffering a season-ending knee injury. Madden 3, Marshall Faulk. Faulk was the star was the star that did it all at the running back position for the Saint, um, for the St. Louis Rams offense which was also known the greatest show on turf. The season was graced the season he graced the cover, he suffered a lingering ankle injury that caused him to miss two games and preventing him from rushing 1000 yards. A feat he would uh, never accomplish again in his career. He was in the league for a few more seasons after that, but he posted unimpressive numbers. Before ultimately retiring, Madden 04, Michael Vick. Michael Vick um, Vick and 04, um, Vick and Madden 04 to this day is considered the closest thing to a cheat code that a sports video game has ever ever offered. He was lightning quick and seemingly could not be tackled. Unfortunately, Vick shattered his leg during the preseason that year and missed 11 games. Madden 05, the great Ray Lewis, my favorite player was one of the best defensive players in the NFL when he was on the cover of Madden in 05. That season, he opened the year by breaking his wrist although he only missed one game because of it. He failed to record and he he failed to record and an and, and interception for the first time in his career and took significant step back in tackling. Some could argue the curse didn't actually hit him until the following season when he only played in six games due to injury. Madden 06, Donovan McNabb. McNabb, McNabb got hurt at the end of the end. Madden got hurt. Not Madden. McNabb got hurt, ended up missing seven games the following year. He was on the cover. 07, Sean, uh, Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander coming on off one of his best seasons. Once he was on the cover of Madden, he had a fractured foot. Vince Young, 08. Vince Young was one of the brightest rising stars in the NFL. Okay, and after he, and after he became the cover on Madden, would miss a game due to injury that, um, later on that season. That was only the beginning of his troubles. We already know the rest that happened with him. Brett Favre in 09. spent on Brett spent the season with the New York Jets, which was on on the top, which on the top of the on-field struggles, came with a ton of negative off-the-field attention. There you go, another one. 2010. This one was one of my favorite covers and one of my favorite intros on Madden. Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald. This was when they matched up in the Super Bowl, and Troy Polamalu and the Steelers end up winning that. Now, Larry Fitzgerald had one, that season. Larry Fitzgerald had one of the greatest playoff runs a receiver has ever had. Now, some will say like a Cooper Cup, but that's a different story for another day. The Steelers, um, the Steelers coming out the Super Bowl win over the Cardinals. Mister, uh, let's see. After that, um, like in the previous season. Missed the playoffs, and Troy Palomaro only played five games due to a slew of knee injuries. Larry Fitzgerald, on the other hand, survived the regular season, but he missed the entire playoffs with a rib injury. Madden 11, this was the year after the, uh, the Saints won the Super Bowl. Drew Brees was on the cover. They went 7-9. and, nine, they, went seven and nine. they made the playoffs. They made the wild card. But guess what happened that year? That was one of the days I became a Seahawks fan because that was Marshawn Lynch's beast quake. Man, tw- man 12, one of the weirdest covers ever. This is Peyton Hillis, the former running back for the unlike the Cleveland Browns, which was still a big shot to this day.
0: I want to touch on that just a little bit because Peyton ahead. Hillis did have an out-of-nowhere career. I see it. Just, he, he had a
1: – I picked yards. him up in
0: fantasy that year, man. That, was, that saved me a lot.
1: To this day, I still don't know who he is. But anyway, he had 1,100 yards. <laughs> <laughs> to earn the cover spot. But after that, Hill has barely cracked that total by a combined total over the next four years. He's been out of the league since. Madden, Madden 2013. I remember this Madden specifically because I ended up getting some fire um, five behind socks for Christmas, which is also my birthday. That was also the year Calvin um, Calvin Johnson broke the single season um, receiving yard record. Uh, let's see. Calvin Johnson retired early. Uh, let's see. He broke, let's see. Calvin Johnson broke the single se- uh, season receiver, uh, receiving record in his cover year and still grabbed at least 1,000 yards in the next three years. But I would,
0: I would say Calvin broke that curse.
1: Uh, no, he didn't. Because what did I say earlier? That was the first year where you could possibly say, like, oh, he broke the curse. But then someone looked and said, "Like, uh, did the Detroit Lions win a Super Bowl?" That's where you started to think. That's where Fair the odds really opened. Madden twenty-five in two thousand fourteen, Adrian Peterson covered. This was when, the, when this was when we was getting into the era of the next gen. AP was coming from a 20 ACL, broke the single season rushing record. After he the cover, dude never came close to busting on uh, busting over eight hundred yards in a, on like in a season again. Now we get on now we get on to the fun part. Man 20 a uh, man 2000 a uh, man 15. Richard Sherman was on the cover. That was the that was the game in which that was the year at, he got the cover the year after he made the play to beat the on uh, Colin Kaepernick in the San Francisco 49ers. That was the rant that he had on the uh, on the Fox interview with Aaron Andrews. The year when you try to
0: put me on a sorry receiver like Crabtree.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, going back in the year after that, well, as a Seahawks fan, let me go ahead and elaborate. The year after that, we made it to the Super Bowl, but during that, but during that, uh, the during that uh <laughs> NFC Championship game, uh, Richard Sherman had a strain, had a strained right elbow, had a strained elbow, still played in the Super Bowl. But we did not get the ball to, you know, like, to Marshawn Lynch on the two-yard line. We threw a pick, and the rest is history. Brady got um, Brady helps out. with getting his, like, I think that was his fourth. His fourth, what is that? Fifth ring? Fifth ring? Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, yeah, fifth ring. So, mad curse affecting on that one. I was and packing up, up when that point.
0: happened. I saw them on the goal
1: line. I man, was... tw- man, man, sixteen. Oda Beckham Jr. had a terrific career um had a terrific rookie season he took over he uh, broke the internet with that one hand with the one handed catch with the three fingers uh let's see after that season made the playoffs only once when he was one the, the giants and he stunk up that one when he was in green bay uh that goes to show never go to miami the day uh never go to miami or anybody or any place that's warm and later on like as a pro athlete knowing that you got to go to a cold tundra place days before or days after yeah so that was that one odell beckham jr terrific year but had a lot of issues going into the year after that so that was self-explanatory giants did not win another super bowl rob gronkowski now the patriots won the super bowl gronk had a gronk had like he was filled with injuries and he was out for that year so the patriots won the super bowl that year but gronk was out. I still can make a defense on that one. The year after that, Tom Brady was on the cover in on like Madden 18. Brady had a stellar year. He had the he had the most yards in Super Bowl history. Um, uh, he lost the Super Bowl to Nick Foles in the Philadelphia Eagles. Madden 19. We ain't gotta talk about this. Yeah,
0: we don't need to get into what happened. Madden in 19,
1: day. we ain't gotta talk about it. Madden 20. Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl that year. He had a dislocated knee, so it was only by a little bit. Now, that should have alarmed a lot of people. He only had a dislocated knee, missed only, I think, if I remember correctly, he only missed about a few minor games. I think he was only out for about four weeks. Patrick Mahomes went on to win on, win the Super Bowl. But that was also the same year when the, when we went through a global pandemic. So like the Madden curse, I, I said to myself, you know what, the Madden curse, and they knew something. They knew something. We should have been more scared. The fact that it didn't affect the team like that, we should have been scared we should have been worried because it didn't affect Patrick Mahomes or the Kansas City Chiefs the mannequin. and like no that thing took a break because they saw because somebody knew we was going to go through what we did do in 2020. So he I'm gonna broke leave. the curse no we didn't he broke what you talking about he won the super bowl dog did we not go through a global pandemic somebody lost
0: <laughs> that's fair that's fair so
1: i say the curse bro- i say the curse took a break it was like, you know what, for you know what, the curse is like, you know what, we know it's about to hit y'all and the rest of the world. We gonna give y'all a break this year, but if y'all think we done, uh, go to Madden Twenty One. That would be Lamar Jackson. He had an MVP season, but he lost in the first round to King Henry. Then the year after that, he beat King Henry and went on to face josh allen in the in the in the wind in the windy in the real windy city of buffalo new york and we know how that and we know what happened after that and now you go to and now we're about to go into man 22. all right so apologize for like me lingering on about the whole man cursing everything i but go to I'm you like, into do it
0: i'll take the blame for it
1: but going but like going into man 22 john madden is on the cover uh, is on the cover of this year. We knew this was going to happen to pay homage and honor to his legacy and his legacy will live forever. Once that happened and we knew it, I immediately did my research. Who did John Madden used to coach Raiders? That would be the Raiders. The Raiders this past off season. Uh, I believe they got, they on um, max Cros- max Crosby. He's going like, he's going after he's coming in next season. To a breakout, uh, like from a breakout year, Derek Carr's coming into a year where he led the team, getting into the playoffs. You just brought in Devonte Adams. You still got Darren Waller. He, hopefully, he's going to stay healthy. Hunter Renfro's there. Hunter Renfro was there, and I think, I think Max Crosby got a playmate. Yep. On the opposite side, who did they get? Oh shit. Chandler Jones. Yes, sir. So you got Chandler Jones, and you got Max Crosby on the other end. And I said the begin, and I said the beginning of the season. I said it before, like at the beginning of the season, when all these moves were made, everybody in the AFC West is going to make the playoffs. That was my biggest take. That's my biggest prediction. But since the Madden, uh, but since the Madden cover just got released, John Madden on the cover and he used to coach the Raiders. If I had to pick one team in the AFC West that's not going to make it, I'm picking the Raiders. Hey
0: right, man, we'll see what happens. And I'm gonna leave it at that. We'll see what happens. But yeah, no, as for Madden, like I said, I. I... Cars is interesting to see. Um, I just want better mechanics, man. I want a game that doesn't crash. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll wait until the game actually comes out. Yeah. And I would, I
1: yes, yes, and I would like, and I like to be dating the love of my life. Like, we ain't gonna get what we want.
0: <laughs> I never buy the game when it comes out uh, the first week. I always wait because it always needs to be patched. So I, I'll be on there uh, probably two weeks after launch. Well, yeah, let's it. get into the match a little bit. Keep it on football for the last little bit. So, for those who don't know the match... Technically, it's golf. Golf football. It's a meeting of two worlds. (laughs) So, for those who don't know, the match was... um, It was Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady playing a round of golf against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Now, Brady and Rodgers won on the last hole. Now, I think the real winners are us because this trash talk was incredible. The trash talk started real early. It was Awesome. So some of the fun stuff was when they were doing kind of the press conference at the beginning. Patrick Mahomes said Josh Allen's biggest fear is a coin toss. Allen comes back with Pat's biggest fear is letting me down on the course today. Uh, Josh Allen's golf ball was Tom Brady's draft profile picture with him shirtless. Brady had a bunch of golf balls that had Lombardi trophies and apparently looked at Josh Allen and said, I bet you never seen one of these, have you? Tom Brady had a comeback for pretty much Everything. I mean, that dude was trash talking like crazy. Um, The Buccaneers quarterback had previously prodded Allen for his, quote, baby fat. So to add to it, after Brady wasn't happy with the shot he had on an approach to the green, he referred to his strike as a little chunky. I call that a little Josh Allen-y. So then apparently, uh, that was awesome, man. Just some of the trash talk was great. After Rodgers, after going up two, looks and says, you guys want to stretch this out? Josh Allen said, "Uh, these guys are pretty good at golf. That's what happens if you don't go to OTAs. It was just fun, man. I mean, the, the back talk back and forth. Barkley and J.J. Watt were trash talking each other. It was great. Uh, Charles Barkley on the spectator, which, again, Charles Barkley talking about golf is probably my favorite because that man's golf swing is don't even get me started. Uh, but Charles Barkley on spectators in the area of the QB shots says all these people need to stand in the middle of the fairway. They'll be safe. These football, pra- football players should have brought a bunch of helmets out here for these fans. Uh, Patrick Holmes had a chip shot and Barkley said the operation was, uh, was a success, but the patient died. Barkley said, I give these guys credit. It's not easy to embarrass yourself on national TV. Uh, if we get hit, we're not going to be TNT anymore. It's going to be TNT Charles Barkley Network because I'm suing all of you. Chuck even took a shot at Shaq and said that's a good thing about golf. I don't have to be around that idiot. Right? It, was, <laughs> it was fun, man. Barkley, I love Barkley, man. I oh. love Charles Barkley. Maybe maybe I did miss something. Barkley made a comment saying, "Unfortunately, he went to Alabama because he couldn't or didn't have the grades to get into Auburn." Uh, Charles Barkley looked at JJ Watt and said, "You don't want the smoke." JJ said, "Actually, I think I do." Tom Brady has killed me. I lost a ton of money on my Falcons bet. Was going nuts at halftime. Um, JJ Watt said, "I'm getting s- a sunburn on both sides: sun left and Chuck's forehead on the right." <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. The trash talk was amazing. Um,
1: didn't okay. I did see one clip where somebody was throwing out a uh, throwing out say to Tom Brady about like him like him retiring and coming back.
0: I didn't see too much about that one. I just saw I, I just I love some of the trash talk. So I, I I didn't watch the match. I just read the trash talk later. But let's actually take one step away from football. Let's get a little bit into uh, where Jalen and I actually met. So both of us went to Georgia Southern University. Yep. And shout out to Georgia Southern baseball. Good luck. For those who don't know, Georgia Southern might be in Omaha pretty soon. Hopefully. I'm going to
1: knock on some wood real quick. I'm not going to go that far.
0: I'm knocking on wood I right love, now, I love man. My,
1: I, I, love my, I love my university, but I ain't going there. We'll get into it a little bit, man. So, I mean, so basically
0: because Georgia Southern won the Sunbelt Conference or was the best team in the Sunbelt Conference, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are one of the host towns.
1: The, yes, Georgia Southern um, – made it official made it official later on last sunday that they will that they will host that there will be one of the destinations for a regional and georgia and this is the first time this is one of the hugest uh, like most huge this is one of the biggest moments in like statesboro community southeast georgia history because i can't recall the last time that like anywhere in our area has ever hosted something like this this is big uh george southern started renovations with the uh, j.i clement stadium which is the home of george southern baseball they started renovations where they got a new scoreboard they got a big they got a big blue monster on right near right field the lighting got adjusted it just like looks amazing and i love this from the hometown they started a renovation i want to say uh 2016 the, uh, the 2016 season so did all that and to come to this moment where they had a stellar season, their RPI was ranked one of the best in like all of college baseball, um by Division by DivisionOneBaseball.com. All of that to this moment where they made it all the way to the conference championship, albeit and like sadly they lost uh, they lost for the fifth for the fifth straight time. Uh, Georgia Southern baseball has been to um, Georgia Southern right now baseball is going through their version of the buffalo bills whether they may make it to the uh, like the conference championship five out of the last six years but still but hasn't been able to um, like seal the deal but from a day of sadness and disappointment a couple of hours later became um became so much like elation and excitement because statesboro gets to host uh like a ncaa regional and i was so happy about that i was so happy i'm proud about that george southern was supposed to play today, but. Right now, they're going, they're going through a bunch of weather delays. The teams that were coming in was, of course, Georgia Southern, the host, uh, Texas Tech out of the Big 12, UT Chattanooga, a former uh, former foe in the uh, – like a former foe of Georgia Southern back when we was in the SoCon, and Notre Dame out of the – Notre Dame's in the ACC, right? I can never tell. I can never remember.
0: For football, they're independent for everything else in yeah. the ACC. Okay.
1: So and you got Notre Dame out of the ACC. Right. Both stellar, both stellar baseball pro- programs. Because if you made the NCAA tournament, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be one of them dudes. Because people think the NCAA um, basketball, like March Madness, is hard to get into. Baseball's just as hard, just as hard. Because so, when you get to
0: baseball and uh when you get to baseball and basketball, it's pretty much all considered at a D one level. Yep. So these teams who aren't, you know, bringing in so much money, you have all these guys who are. You know, that's why you get colleges like um oh who was the Cinderella team this last year? What in baseball? Uh no, uh March Madness. Or Roberts. Or yeah, was it Oral Roberts? Or Roberts. You get teams like that. I mean you get uh
1: Oh not speed. this past year. I'm think, I'm, think, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the COVID year.
0: You good. I mean it was Oral Roberts in the COVID year, but it was um there was that small team uh small town in Jersey.
1: I know what you're talking well, about. See, no, it was not. It was not Seton Hall.
0: The point is, you have all these small university. Well, not necessarily small, but you don't have these big, like powerhouse schools that a lot of people look for. For all of know, P- the PWIs, the, yeah.
1: like the, the like the high majors.
0: You have these the little tiny. Vibes. You have these little tiny private schools um, in these towns where they literally exist around the college. Yep. Um And they just
1: basically places um, in the middle it of in. nowhere.
0: Yeah, they make it in. It's in. It's crazy. So, yeah, go ahead, man. sorry to me to cut you off.
1: Um, with Georgia Southern, this is big for the university, brings a lot of attention and for the program. This is big for the program for a lot of ways because of the rich history of Georgia Southern baseball for so many years. Uh, you think about Coach Henning, he's been there for 20-plus years with the program. And it's it's not every day that you see somebody, don't matter the, what the sport is, to coach for 20-plus years with the same team is it, something that you can't take for granted. Um, and But this is big for the city of Statesboro. You got people outside, you're going to have tourist sections. And a lot of people that really know Statesboro data. Most of them don't really like it. And they ain't much to do. The people make Statesboro or, some, or like community like Statesboro in the Southeast. The people make, make things happen and 100%. make things to do. That's what, me, that's what, that's what makes me appreciate. Um, where I come from because yes, buildings, businesses, economy, whatever. There's not a lot of that, but us as the people, we make things happen. We fight, we make things to do, and that's what I and that's what I love about my and that's what I love about my hometown. And this is one of the biggest things to add on to it. I'm hoping everything works out, but because we like we don't see Georgia doesn't go through issues where like they're gonna be the host of something. But you know the weather just has not been permitted. But I'm just hoping everything works out with, uh, with all that.
0: Yeah, man, I'm down here in Savannah right now. It was not looking good. I mean. I'm looking out my window right now, it's, I mean, obviously it's almost 10 okay. o'clock, but it, oh. it was dark around 3 o'clock today.
1: Okay, so I just got some news. All right, so Texas Tech and Notre Dame are still scheduled to play tonight, and they move Georgia Southern and UT Chattanooga to tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, our first breaking news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> eh, not much breaking news because that thing came out on Twitter about like maybe about three, four hours ago. But yeah, eh, I'll take we'll it. Count, we'll count it. I'll take
0: it. We'll All count right. it. Well, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful Georgia Southern does well, man. I mean, I'd love to see Georgia Southern in Omaha. That'd be great. Um, But let's let's get through regionals first. So let's move on to basketball. Now, we'll talk a little bit about what Kevin Durant's been saying. But before we do that. My Celtics, my Celtics, my Celtics. Let's That's go. Right. You I are watched that whole man. comeback. 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter. We could not miss. Al Horford blowing kisses to the crowd at the end. Horford was alive. I mean, that was unreal. Um do I think we sweep them? No, absolutely not. But I do think Celtics and 6.
1: Uh my finals prediction was Warriors in seven.
0: I got Celtics uh, last,
1: last night, I was shocked. Not the fact that the Celtics won. It was the, in how they won. Uh, because in that first quarter, I was seeing Steph going off, playing like he wants that finals MVP. He just couldn't miss. He was hot. But... Another thing, because I'm not just fixated on, mo- on just one particular moment. I'm looking at everything when it comes to the game of basketball. Steph was going off, but the Warriors were only up by four going half time halftime because I didn't see Clay go off heavy like that. Jordan Poole was a disaster uh, like last night. Uh, Draymond was a liability. He played like a liability. I don't think it's going to last with him because of what he brings to that team, but he was a non-factor at all. Uh, Kevon Looney is going to be an X-factor for that team if if he continues to be able to rack up boards like he did.
0: The Celtics will Uh, win the game. The Celtics can sweep Golden State if we just make Draymond shoot the ball.
1: Yeah, easy said and done. Anyway, (laughs) and I was thinking about that. Clay did not have the best game. Andrew Wiggins didn't have the best game. Nobody helped that Curry scoring-wise, and that's not a good sign. But here's the thing: going from the first quarter, he didn't score. He had he only had two shot attempts in the second half. That ain't on Curry choking. That's credit to the Celtics defense. And yep. I was thinking to myself, is Iman Udoka like that? Last night he proved it. That man is like that. He's he like a coach because I- usually I'm so used to like coaches are making adjustments, making tweaks um in the second half going into halftime like they'll try in the first like yeah yeah of course they'll try it after some halftimes they'll make adjustments like 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 during timeouts and stuff yeah you're used to that like does it work off 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 the rip no not really but in the halftime better chance his adjustments kick off after the after a timeout in the second quarter yeah when a guy like steph curry only takes two shots that's not on Steph. That's on the defense, Dude,
0: you Because you're like not that.
1: making him shoot like that. Because they put different bodies at him. Yeah, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, who didn't even have a good day, but had a good day for facilitating and was playing defense. Derek White was playing like playing like Fred VanVleet was when for Toronto when White when they won the championship with Kawhi.
0: Derek White put up some points, man. Derek, he put like, up
1: some point, but let's think about it like this: for the first three quarters, Golden State was on uh, like was in control. Yep. They got worn down. Yep. In the fourth quarter, they looked gas in the fourth quarter, and which is
0: crazy because they had the I, most time off between these games.
1: True, but here's the thing: the age factor still goes in that we listen to a lot of NBA, a uh, former NBA players, uh, a basketball was talk about the age factor. Because Golden State is not the same Golden State that they were back in their prime when they had young legs. Now, are they conditioned? Yes. But Clay still still ain't the same from those two knee injuries that he had. Is he better from it? To a degree. But he ain't that same dude that can be able to take those constant beatings. Celtics are physical. I still got the Warriors. But I'm alarmed about how they did it. Because you had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. and And they're good at holding on to their leads. And the Celtics have been inconsistent at both holding their leads in the fourth quarter and making comebacks in the fourth quarter, especially when you got a struggling Jason Taylor. But Jalen Brown held his own, kept him alive. Al Horford showing up dominating both sides of the ball, making big-time shots and big-time plays on defense. That was huge in the fourth quarter. Derrick White knocking down crucial shots and playing tremendous defense on Steph Curry in the fourth quarter. That was huge. Pritchard beating and on um, Pritchard following his role. When you open, hit the shot. That's all. That and that's all that matters. And here's the big thing where I get where I get so much credit. Uh, email you do How many minutes did Marcus Smart play in the, uh, in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter?
0: I think the rest of the five.
1: I don't think he played in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. He
0: didn't play to start. He might have played in the middle. No, no, in- no, 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 no.
1: I don't think he played. It. I don't even remember him playing at all in the fourth quarter. Maybe for a little bit, but. That pretty much that whole run, Marcus Smart was not in the play. And I was thinking back to that Milwaukee series. When Marcus Smart was one of the, like, he wasn't, it's not, was not all his fault when they lost that game five, when they lost that game five to the Bucks. But Eman Udoka made the business decision saying, like, Derek White is hot right now. He's making better decisions at this, he's making great decisions at this time. We know we got the defensive player of the year. And he makes plays for us. But this guy's hot right now. I'm a rider.
0: Marcus Smart came in with three minutes and 47 seconds left in the fourth quarter.
1: But that, but already, but already Boston had control. And I think they already had yep. to lead in during the three minutes.
0: They did 40 to 16. I uh, credit.
1: I credit that eat to Emanu Doka. You made the call because I looked at like uh, like Marcus Smart on the sideline. Dude looked slick bothered that he wasn't getting back in off the rip. But he definitely was happy that they won.
0: He is, and I mean, smart. But, tr- go ahead, sorry.
1: I'm going back to the same point. Udoka made the made a great call at holding him out and keeping White in, and having the lineup that they had. That was tremendous coaching on that point. And I'm looking at the Celtics right now. I thought Steve Kerr was the better coach. Udoka's making me rethink that
0: is that dude. So Smart actually credits Yudoka um, with his growth this year because Smart's a different player this year. And he basically said, you know, Yudoka's just a blunt coach. Like, I'll be turning the ball over, making stupid plays. He'll pull me off and look at me and be like, hey, what are you doing, stupid? <laughs> like, you're better than this. And he's like, yeah, I am. So he goes back and doing it. Marcus Smart is taking a whole different step this year. I mean, I, I love Marcus Smart as a player. He's Every team needs a dog. That is throwing his body all over the floor in 100% effort. This year, Marcus Smart has added offense to that defensive dog mentality, and he's become a really good point guard. Now, Derek White was hot the entire yep. game. Let, let's look at this. So the big thing that brought the Celtics back in was three-point shooting. Yep. Tatum did not have a good night. At all. Tatum, but he did have a good night facilitating. Yep. He had two turnovers, but he had 13 assists, and he had 12 yep. points. Three for 17 shooting, not great. Jalen Brown, not shooting too well. He went 10 for 23. Yep. But, I mean, he's he's shooting around 50%. That's not bad. Horford, 9 for 12. Went 6 for 8 from 3. Marcus Smart, 7 for 11, 4 for 7 for 3.
1: There was a moment where the Celtics was 5 for 5 in the fourth quarter from yep. 3.
0: It was not. Derek White pulled and up. The, and, the,
1: and the Warriors were
0: 1 for 8. I believe Al Horford pulled up a heat check. Are you kidding me?
1: There was another that, was? uh, that wasn't a key moment. Here's the thing where I knew like Celtics got this game. Steph Curry was coming off from the right, uh, from the right, uh, from the top side of their court, from the top right side of the uh, top right corner. He's coming in, coming in from a uh, from a flare screen, not a flare screen, but coming in from a screen, about to take the shot. Marcus Smart came out of nowhere, jumped over, to try to contest the shot. Al Horford and Jalen Brown were around the vicinity. While Steph was about to go up, he kicked the ball over, and then the ball went out of bounds.
0: Yep, I killed remember momentum.
1: That. that was crucial. I felt like that was the defensive player of the game right there because that didn't that didn't affect uh, where like they got a turnover or it led to something. It led to a mental thing. That was a mental moment because like I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to two years ago when Ben Simmons. Turned down a dunk to pass the ball to Matisse Thibault against the Atlanta Hawks in game seven.
0: Don't get me started on Ben Simmons.
1: That was a mental thing. That was a, I'm not going to say it's a lapse, but that affected Steph mentally. Because he was, because Steph, you thinking he's going to take that shot regardless. Even if he knew he'd get blocked, he would still take that shot. He passed it up. the, The Celtics got in their head. We got there, man. I and they it. got, and they took control. So Celtics that's game six, one. Man. I'm not gonna overreact because it's only one game. I think the Warriors are gonna bounce back on Sunday. They're gonna win game two. Then game three, we'll see how that go. I still got the Warriors in seven.
0: Celtics in six. All right. Well, I don't on.
1: have them in six because here's the thing. I it, there's one guy that I like. It, you know, you know how Skip Bayless uh trusts Brady more than any other person in his entire life. Yeah. I trust Game Six. Uh, I trust Game Six. Clay, about the same.
0: We'll see. I mean, hey, Celtics and Six—that's what I'm calling. But we'll see what happens. All right, let's get into KD real quick. We don't have a lot of time left. I, I have not been paying attention to this man. What? What's? What did Kevin Durant say?
1: So, a couple of tweets was going. On, like he was going into another Twitter battle with uh, I think uh, with ESPN's on Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> where he made a comment about. Uh, Guys, I like, I, I'm not going to read the whole entire tweet, but I'm basically going to sum it up. He's saying like guys like Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, and Shannon Sharp, guys like that uh, changed the game for the worse. Because they was talking about how Steph and LeBron, I was talking about Steph and LeBron and guys like that kind of changed the game for the better. They was going back on, on that and he was throwing out his opinion on that. Stephen A. Smith later today, like, uh, you know, he responded toward that. Talk mm-hmm. about how like if guys like him change the game for the worse, then why do guys like Kevin Durant and pro athletes still call those same guys to be able to tell their story? Especially when they need especially when they need them when they're doing documentaries. Cause think about let let's go back uh to LeBron James did his doc, high school documentary, uh more than just a game. Majority of that stuff had to do with like on like, you know, like it, it, league analysts mm-hmm. telling that story that used to cover. So, like it, there's nobody perfect in this world. Everybody got flaws, but everybody plays a part in that in that thing. Some people like can't stand and, like some people can't stand analysts or just like grown people yelling at each other talking about sports. I hate that's Scott a Taylor. dream for me. <laughs> I'm with you, man. That is a dream for me to get paid to do some stuff that you could do in a barber shop. To
0: get paid that to is- do what we're doing now.
1: That is a dream for me. That's what I'm gonna work my butt off to make sure I can get there. They get paid for that. Kendrick Perkins, he get paid for having big opinions, even when people don't like it.
0: He get paid having wrong opinions. The
1: same, skip Bayless get paid. <laughs> skip skip Bayless get paid for being insane and delusional.
0: And the biggest Cowboys fan in the world.
1: And the biggest Yeah, and the biggest Brady fan in the world. Yeah. You can hate him. But they get paid money to do this.
0: They make stupid money. They make and more you can't, money than they ever what? see. Guess
1: what? You can't cancel them because you're still gonna tune in. Yep. So, like with Kevin Durant, he can have all the opinions he want, and he ain't the most trustworthy guy at the uh, at the moment when it comes to like opinions like that.
0: How many burners backed up his take? Two minute count.
1: <laughs> because like guys, guys like guys like Kevin Durant is guys like Kevin Durant. Um. Once they make one tweet for a second, the thing gets over like twenty, uh, twenty thousand, uh, um, about like two hundred li- retweets and uh, like over twenty thousand likes, uh, within a minute.
0: I mean, my my biggest thing with them is like, do I see where he's coming from? I mean, to a degree, to a degree, I see what Kevin Durant saying, but also Stephen A has a great point. I mean, there's a reason why. Fans of this game and fans of any sport are more informed than we've ever been. Yep. There's a reason why we have. Now, it's
1: both a good and a bad thing because. Some oh, it's both
0: work. good and bad. But yeah, there's a well, reason why you, you have podcasts like ours popping up every other day. Yep. I mean, there's a reason why you have. Th- this is a dream to get to this level. And this is a, a role that they've almost carved out for themselves. Yep. Now, it's and it's hard to get into. So, I mean, I, I respect most of them. Can't stand Skip Bayless, but I mean props to him for, you know
1: Doing it for so doing it for so yeah. long.
0: Yeah. I, I mean Stephen A has, has his moments. They've all got their moments. Yep. But I while I see what, you know, Kevin's saying, I mean I also agree with Stephen A to a degree. Yep. You know, they have played a role in this game. Yep. So I don't know, that that's a weird, you know, I see both sides kind of thing. Yep. So all right, man. Well, let's wrap it up real quick. Also, um,
1: also, oh, one, one, one quick thing: Derek
0: Jeter's on Twitter now. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. That came out of nowhere. Derek Jeter is the only oh. Yankee I respect.
1: Yeah, like he's the cap- he's ca- he's the captain, man. Like he's the friend, he's the franchise. He's he's literally the epitome of that dude.
0: You know, you've earned the- You know, you are one of the most well-respected players in the game.
1: And, and there's when- a lot of. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of old school, like, baseball heads that, like, that are going to say, like, what the heck is he doing? He's too big for that.
0: That's what agree. He they might be
1: right. He, 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 he's Derek Jeter. He really can.
0: He can do whatever he wants. That is the one man who got from, I'm assuming one of the only people who ever was a part of the Yankees organization for his last game in Boston was actually cheered. Something like that. Possibly. I mean, yep, yep, yeah, yep, 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 yep,
1: yep, Yeah,
0: I think he's the only one. I mean, even Red Sox fans, especially me, like, respect Jeter. Like, it's, uh, it, it's Jeter. <laughs> it's like, Celtics fans may hate, you know, the Lakers, but we all loved Kobe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we all love and respected Kobe. Like, everybody has that player that even your biggest rivals, like, ah, right, yeah, we're cool with you. Like, everybody else I sucks, mean, cool. Okay. We, hate, we hate you, but we love to hate you so much to the point we love you. Yeah, we respect you. We respect everything you yeah, brought to this game. All we, we want you to lose every single game, but, you know, we wish you nothing but the best. So it's kind of yeah. one of those things for it. So, yeah, Jeter on Twitter is great, man. I love it. I'm here for it. Okay. All right, let's wrap it up real quick. We're a little over. Um, Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us again. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do not forget to like, comment, subscribe, break five stars, all that fun stuff. Feed the algorithm gods. Help us go up those charts for all 12 of you listeners. (laughs) If you like it, tell a friend, tell your family. Um, If you don't like it, this never happened. Uh, You never listen to this, and I will find some way to give you that time back.
1: No no chance. Yeah,
0: no, I won't. But (laughs) Anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in again. We appreciate it as always. Tell a friend, and we'll see you next time.
1: Peace.